Hello and welcome to Woman Without Wine Unedited. My name's Jude and today I'm going to talk about friends. Friends and alcohol. What happens to all your mates when you stop drinking? This is something that really, really bothered me when I stopped because I actually thought I'm going to lose all my friends. And you do lose some. So I just thought I'd talk about that today because it is something that plays a massive, massive role to, to alcohol drinkers, uh, but particularly to the social drinkers, the people who don't know when to say enough is enough and your friend kind of social situations have propelled your drinking and now you're not doing that anymore. That activity, that kind of binded you to a lot of people, made you think you had friends, or they were friends, but it's because you did that action together. That drinking, social, good time, let's get hammered, and all of a sudden, you're not doing it anymore, so what happens? So for me, I did lose some friends, and it was more of a realisation really that they're not your friends in the first place, they're acquaintances. And it's okay to realise that. I had a really big group of acquaintances in the pub that I went to. And unfortunately, fortunately at the time, it was opposite the flat where I lived and I'd just run across the zebra crossing into the pub. And the barman knew my name and knew what I drank. Every, it was a real local feel, which was quite rare in London, where I was at the time. And when I opted out, when I finally said enough is enough, and I stopped drinking, I just thought, what about the friends in the pub, my mates, what's going to happen? And do you know what I did? A couple of times I went over to the pub and sat there with, you know, my sparkling water. Might have been on a health kick at the same time but maybe went crazy with an orange juice and sat there and thought, no, this is fine. I can do this. This is great. Look at us, mates. Wee. Except it's not wee. It's oh. Because the conversation was awful. I couldn't do the conversation because they got drunk. And drunk conversations are so different than sober conversations. And we know that. If you're ever, if you're ever a des designated driver and you have that unfortunate event where you can't drink and everyone around you does, you know how annoying people get. And I sat there just thinking, but these people are my friends. Surely I should be able to do this. But do you know what? I couldn't. And when I, when I... I went a couple of times and when I finally just went, no, I'm not going back into the pub, a huge weight lifted off me because it was okay to accept that that had been, they had been a time in my life and it had been a good time and now it wasn't going to carry on because I wasn't where they were and that's all right. So it's about real acceptance, I think that is. And so it can be hard because I'm just thinking about the times I went back to people's houses. You really think they are your mates? Um, but 
the thing is in that time they are aren't they they just are that because that's where I was they were my friends at that time so I'm not going to say that it's not real because it was at the time and we go back to people's houses and you think these are really good friends but do you know what when you stop drinking those people are nowhere to be seen in all honesty I stopped and they knew I'd stopped and I never got invited back to someone's house. I never got a text saying, well, meet in the pub, you come in. They were nowhere to be seen. And it's not their responsibility. You, I know where they, are, where they are. They're in the pub. I can go over there. It's not their responsibility to really include me. I've included myself long enough. So that's a real thing, really, I think I'm saying, is don't take it personally, that they're not there. And there's friends who will go, oh my God, goodness, you've stopped drinking. Wow. How long are you doing that for then? And, you know, I was for the foreseeable. And it was very much a kind of, okay, Jude, yeah, I'm known for jumping on a bandwagon some obviously thought I was going to have a drink. You know, four weeks went by and it was like, God, oh, you've done a month. Well, you've not had a drink. When do you think you're going to have a drink then? And then there was a couple of friends who were like, you know what, I'm going to give it a go. And that's only a good thing. It's a lovely thing, actually, that people will join you on that journey. You know, can see something in you, the person who stopped drinking, and think you know what, I fancy a bit of that. And I had a really good friend who did 40 days and she was very pleased with herself but just couldn't carry on and thought I, you know, sort of waited for me to berate her but just thought, no, 40 days, that's brilliant. You know, well done you. It's her choice, not my choice, if she picks up a glass again. Absolutely well done for 40 days, 40 nights. Um, and then there's friends who think I'm going to do it completely as well and because my experience of why I got sober like the, the podcast before explains it the day I knew I'd never drink again they hadn't had that experience to catapult them into sobriety so found it extremely difficult and almost were annoyed at me a little bit. I'm thinking of one person and I lived with it. I lived with him. It's, let's call him Mark. And Mark and I, I moved in with him and we were really good mates. We'd been friends for 10 years and I'd known for a long time he was, I'd say, an alcoholic. His relationship with alcohol was absolutely horrendous, so addictive, so addictive. And I needed somewhere to live and I thought living with him would be a really good thing because I could show him my sobriety ways. And I think he thought this would be a really good thing because Jude can show me her sobriety ways. This is, it can only be a good thing. And he gave it a go. And the first thing I'd say is that he was extremely ill for a couple of weeks. Um, if you are really ill, do seek medical attention. He didn't, and he was very fortunate in that he came out of it, really. Um, 
and then after that he was fantastic and do you know what he did nine weeks nine weeks and then he was at work and he had a customer that was so volatile and he took on that stress and he walked into the pub one day after dealing with this horrible person and he said even as I was, as I was saying the words a pint please I was regretting it I regret as I put my hand around the pint glass I regretted it as I lifted it to my lips and I regretted it as I drank it down in one and ordered another and that was it he never ever gave it another go because he just had this thing of I'm a failure and I think me being around him actually does a lot of damage I couldn't deal with the late night drunken conversations and the early morning hangover it was just miserable to live with and I think he just looked at me and I reminded him of his own failure in a way. I think that I could be completely and utterly wrong. I could have just been a nightmare to live with. Um, but he gave it a go. And that is what I think would be the big message about when you do sobriety. Like no matter how long you do it for, everyone is watching. Because there's so many people thinking, maybe if she can, I can. Maybe if they can do this, I could do it. And they sit quietly watching. Some will try and throw you off. Just have a drink. Just, oh, just shut up and have a drink. I remember someone saying that to me. Oh, just shut up and have a drink, will you? I wasn't talking about drinking. They just wanted me to stop my conversation. Um, and two fellow friends are at the table and jumped down the person's throat. I was just like, don't you ever speak to her like that because they were two friends watching who wanted me to do well and that is the point there are going to be your friends that really matter that want you to do this because part of them wants to do it and the relationship I think shifts into a good place because you you used to be the friend that everyone would invite round for a drink and now you're not and you may not get invited to some of those places anymore. But also, there'll be really solid friends who think, hold on, you're the friend who's now sober. Either let me try it, or, oh, I've got a friend who doesn't want to drink. Brilliant. Come round. This can be my night off as well. I have friends who have night off with me. They have friends that they drink with. And then when I'm round, they're like, oh, nice one. I don't have to drink. Or they will sit and have their glass of wine in front of me, knowing that they're not going to get completely smashed because that's not the vibe and that's good. And I'm completely comfortable with whatever they drink. And they're my real friends. And so many of them, I was really like, I've got loads of friends. No, but so, so I'll say it again, so many of them, I honestly thought, I would lose and instead I was shown that we are so much more than the liquid in our glass. We are so much more than that. Our friendship is so much deeper and you know people at work that I have to network with I thought you know people wouldn't book me for those networking events but they did. They absolutely did and what happened was instead of the drunken conversations at the network events something brilliant happened. I ended up having really deep conversations, really lovely 
conversations that actually you walk away being more remembered because you took an interest in that person in a way that alcohol just robs you of doing that. So as much as much as you do lose those people that you think are friends at the beginning and realise your acquaintances, how your real friends adapt and step up, I honestly think will amaze you. There'll be less people around you. There'll be less people because so many people don't want to look at themselves and think, you know what, you know that thing that's Jude's doing, that non-alcohol living, I should give that a go but I don't want to so I won't talk to her much anymore. That's just the way it is and that's fine. And with that, of letting go of what were friends, you make brand new friends because you go into places that you never went to before. Like it was absolutely stupid me going into a pub and sitting there, just ridiculous. But I went and sat in other places. Nine months in, I went and sat in an AA room and you meet the most wonderful people there. But I never took any of those friendships outside of the room. So I just took up, without really actively knowing it, other interests, you know. So. I went to a talk that I might think, oh yeah, I'll go and see what this person's got to say. And I ended up sitting in some amazing talks. And, you know, people who'd written books, authors talking about their book or whatever, and then you sit next to someone who you're not going to have a drunken conversation with, sober light a day, have a great conversation with, let's go and get a coffee afterwards. And you make new friends along the way and you keep in touch and people are doing a weekend event here and there, would you like to come? And actually, your social life takes off in a completely different way. I've had a child now, so my social life has completely and utterly stopped. Also, COVID. Um, So none of us have been able to be really sociable. So, What at the end with really, it's just a a brief little conversation with myself and with you about friends and with having a baby, it's just made me think about the time that we have and and I mean that just day to day time, not how, you know, time we have left on the planet, may it be long, but just day to day time is just so precious right now. I walk, I walk around, I feel with this kind of guilt of there's all these things I have to do as a working mum. I'm not a single parent. I just look at single mums and think, how do you do it? Seriously, seriously. I have this like new, I'd say respect, but it's deeper than that. I have this new love for single mums because I just don't know how they do it. I really don't. And I'm lucky I've got a supportive partner and I live near family and I still struggle and think of all the things I have to do and I get into this state of guilt of I've not done this, I've not done that. But you know what? I just have to sit with, I can only do what I can do. And the time now I spend with my son Noah is going to create the man that he will become. So I have to give him my precious time. So it means that friends 
I've like taken a back seat really and that's another kind of guilt that I carry with me and I think friends like sobriety it needs action you have to think about being sober you have to act on it and friend friendship is the same we can't just say oh here's my friend friendship and I'll just leave it there and that can just blossom nicely it won't it'll break down and the same as if you just think I'll carry on just being sober unless you're actively doing sobriety in making choices every day best for yourself if you're you know reading and listening going to meetings if you want to go down that route that route as soon as a stressful situation arises like it did for Mark or an emotional situation it's easy to crack and fall down and take a drink and friendships for me right now I've been thinking about this they do take action and I think I've been neglecting some and all it takes is a little how are you a message a, a little recording on whatsapp or any other provider you may use um, but just to say how are you what's going on and it's really important to do it because I don't know I, I have felt I have felt with a couple of friends like oh my goodness I've just not heard from you but then I think I've not done that either I've not got in touch with them and we really need to hold on to those friendships that are true friends so to end I would say I would invite anyone listening to get in touch with a friend and do you know what that first friend that's probably come into your head is probably the person that really needs your reach out today it will be greatly received I'm sure so get in touch with someone say hi and if you especially if you've sort of lost a sober friend that they've taken a step back just reach out ask how they're doing how they are I think it's more important that we do this now more than ever as we've become quite isolated in our COVID lives and we've not been able to see each other so reach out to someone ask how they are and do not worry if you are a sober person and you think you are about to lose your entire social circle actually your social circle is about to get a whole lot richer speak soon <laughs>